Let's make Christmas gay again. <laughs> That's not how we started. <laughs> this is where you find out I've edited it and then left that bit in. Yeah, I just left that bit in and you may even like turn the volume up to make me look even more outrageous. To the actual intro, shall we? Let's get this stuff started. Hello and welcome to the Small Button Podcast with me, Hannah. And I'm Finn. And on today's episode, we're doing the gifts of Christmas past. I've driven a more sort of like holiday-centric episode where we talk about happy memories. Happy memories during Christmas or in December or just happy memories around winter involving gaming uh, in particular. And maybe one slightly traumatic memory. And maybe even some some traumatic memories as well. You might even get some hot gossip, you never know. (laughs) I do have one. (laughs) (laughs) So you better get that tea ready and uh, we'll be brewing it very shortly and then we'll be spilling it. I think that's the term. (laughs) Spill the tea. We'll we'll just cut that bit out. I've ruined that. (laughs) What would you do that for? She's not going to cut that out, is she? No. (laughs) I thought so. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So Christmas is uh, is on the way. I don't know when this is going to be uploaded. It's probably around Christmas, November time. So as we, as you hear this. I will probably be running around a shopping centre somewhere, madly getting gifts for people that I can't afford. And I'm going to be ordering online because I don't like crowds. I also hate crowds. Um, yeah, so back to what we're actually talking about, Christmas. Yes, back to Christmas, everyone. Um, happy holidays. Happy holidays. It's time to th- time to thaw out Mariah Carey and torture retail workers across the country. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> What's oh, your... I... Go on. Ooh. Oh, I was just going to comment on how much I hate Christmas songs. <laughs> well, as a DJ, we've both been previously DJs we've in both our previous been DJs, life. yeah. We know the perils of a Christmas playlist. The, fir- the first time you make one, it seems really, really fun. And it's like, great, it's going to get you in the Christmassy mood. This is December 1st. By December uh, 3rd, I want to throw all the music out the window. Uh, it's gone to the point for me where I have to uh, make up like uh, stories for certain songs, like... Um, to make Last Christmas more tolerable, I've come up with a um, conspiracy theory that he's in a Groundhog Day situation. <laughs> Constantly living Last Christmas over and over and over and over again. Yeah, he's just... Every year he makes the same mistake. Well, he did die on Christmas Day, so I'm just saying, if he was caught on a ground day, then, uh, Groundhog Day, then that would be where he is. Oh, that's not a very cheery start. <laughs> Literally just like... He <laughs> went straight from putting his silent nap and was like... Yes, I am in a company of one there. <laughs> As you can tell, this is very structured, this episode. Uh, we'll just talk a load of rubbish, and uh, and hopefully you can have fun too. Um, what is your earliest memory of uh, video games around the Christmas period, Hannah? Okay, so my actual earliest memories, um, I think it's when we actually got the PlayStation 1 originally. And was this when it first came out in the 90s, or was it a little bit further along down the line? I think it must be 98 or 99, roughly. Not too far down the line then, yeah. So just about four years after the first one came out. Yeah, roughly, yeah, give or take. Um, I think it was it was one of those Christmas gifts that was for everyone. Like It was sort of like a shared present. Uh, we didn't always have a lot of money. So, you know, sometimes you get like that one big present that's uh, for everyone to share. I'm, a fam- I'm familiar with the shared present or the hand-me-down present, yes. Yeah, so we received the PlayStation, I said, close enough to when it came out. I think it came out in 96 in this country. I think it's 94 um, in this country, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Objection! No, that's Japan. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's, I think it's 95, 96 here. Just <laughs> quite a sound effect to me going, dong. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it would be a sound effect to Phoenix Wright going, Objection! Anyway, anyway as, you were. <laughs> as it was back in Christmas past. Um, yeah, so we received uh, the PlayStation 1, then we had all the other like games you know, individually wrapped. So it's like, here's the big one, and then we've got all the little games, what games have we got? Um, the only games I can remember us getting are, um, we've got Crash Bandicoot 3, or Crash Bandicoot Warped. I also had Crash many. Bandicoot Warped, I remember that one. That was the first one yeah. I ever played. I think it's the first one we played, uh, mine is going to a friend's house. Oh yes, um, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the games. Um, I can't remember a lot of what the other games were. Um, the only other game I can remember we had was uh, Rascal. So we had one of the best PlayStation 1 games and one of the worst PlayStation 1 games in our bundle. You've got a breadth of talent. You've got the best of the best and then you've got Rascals. Rascal. Uh, Rascal <laughs> is... Um, let's see, I think the only good thing about it is it runs at 60 frames per second. <laughs> Which is, impressive you know, for a PS1 game. Impressive for a PS1 game in the late 90s, yes. <laughs> yeah... But awful tank controls, um, the game's horrible to play, I don't think we actually played that one much. 
I don't it's blame like, you, but that sounds a thing. <laughs> I very vaguely remember us playing that one a little bit, but it was mostly Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> so if you um, remember a game called Rascal, um, please let us know in the comments. <laughs> I've I never heard of this people, game. Yeah, um, you're lucky. Mm. I mean, it's right up there with Bubsy 3D. Oh no, I've, I've seen footage of, and I know how bad Bubsy 3D was, so anyone okay, who so... that for Christmas, you, I feel for you, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, so thankfully we didn't get Bubsy 3D, but um, some poor sod out there got that as their only Christmas present, I'm sure. Somebody's Christmas, somebody's Christmas was ruined because they wanted Spyro and they got Bubsy 3D. But, um, <laughs> the horror. The horror. Uh, no, I think, luckily we didn't get that. I think we might have got Micro Machines, though. Micro Machines was great. I remember Micro Machines. I remember having, you know, the demo discs that used to come out. Ooh, PlayStation. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. having nostalgia trips now. Um, mm-hmm. One of the demo discs on that was Micro Machines, and I played the hell out of it. I loved oh, it. Oh, such a fun game. Um, now, I remember my uh, siblings used to play that one a lot, so I suspect we got that one quite close to Christmas. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, then years after that was... Um, see, I think the following year I got um, Crush Team Racing and Spyro 2. Now, CTR mm. is a classic. I only played CTR after the remake was made, the original one. Um, that's how late the game was. I didn't even know CTR existed until uh, one of my friends said, have you ever played this game? I'm like, I didn't know Crash Bandicoot had a car racer. He's like, oh yeah, well, they I mean, do. Late <laughs> and obviously the remake was made, which was great for like a month until they brought the microtransactions into it. That's a separate topic, but uh, the original one is actually really fun. Um, I think I like both. Um, the microtransactions only affect like cosmetic goods. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic. But um, no, so the, the how funny story the original CTR because obviously we're big sort of uh, Crash Bandicoot fans. Um, we're in a Woolworths for anyone who remembers a Woolworths. I remember a Woolworths. Everyone's pinched something from the pick and mix at a Woolworths. Yes, including my sister. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Just pulling my throwing my sister under the bus there. She stole some. I think it was chocolate um, raisins from a Woolworths. Arrest this woman. <laughs> Arrest this woman now. She's a teacher, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so she well, learned yeah. from her letter from her crime. So go, go on. Anyway, so we're at the Woolworths. Um, I don't think I pinched from the pick and mix that day. There's always other days. Um, <laughs> there was always another day. But anyway, so of course, it was, the lynch, it was the linchpin of their business strategy. <laughs> so how can we keep the pick and mix in the store and be bought before it leaves <laughs> and then technically I did something worse um, so you know like obviously uh, being a little kid uh, my eyes are instantly drawn towards uh, the video game section and like oh it's a new Crash Bandicoot game oh my god it's amazing uh, that's my little kid voice <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I pick it up and like sort of in, you know uh, what the word is, but you know, sort of amazed by the fact there can be a new video game, even though they come out every year. Mm-hmm. And anyway, at some point, it's time to leave the store, walk out the store, and realise I'm still holding the case. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna was a little walking... shoplifter. <laughs> How old were you at this point? Uh, 99, so... Um... For a second there, I thought you said you were 99 years old then. I was like, you sound <laughs> very young for a 99-year-old. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I would have been two, yeah. You would have been two, sorry. Been, I fi- no, no, I would have been five. Five? Okay, five is fine. Five is fine. You're not going to jail yet. No, no, I was, I was a little five-year-old. Somehow I got in the way of walking with this game all the way around the store. I'm assuming the little siren things didn't go off either, because normally they go off if you go anywhere near a door. No, know. they didn't. The only reason why I sort of came clean is so re- I forgot I was holding the game entirely, and I was like, mm. oh, I still got the game! Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> then my parents are like, no, we're putting that back. We'll put that right back there. <laughs> Pretty much, we just sort of like went back in the store, put it back on the shelf. <laughs> and walk away, just walk away. Yeah, pretty much. And then later, later on, I um, ran sort of the same time. I played Spyro 2 around a friend's house. Spyro mm-hmm. 2 was the first game of the franchise that I played. That's the good shot. You can use that one. <laughs> but I'll leave you saying the good shot in for no context. Oh, uh, lovely. Thank you. I love you so much. <laughs> anyway, um, Woolworths. Anyway. Go. That's so a Woolworths. Um, no, occasionally my dad would take us to, like, um, actually it was Curry's who went to the PS1 games for some reason. No, Curry's did sell video games. I think they sell they more did... technological things now, but they did sell video games at one point. They did sell games, yeah. So, like, so we've been playing Spyro 2 around a friend's house, uh, but obviously Dad had seen I wanted CTR. Yeah. So we went, went to the Curry's and he basically put two games in front of me. It's like, okay, Hannah, we can have one game. You can either have CTR or you can have Spyro. Oh, that's and a hard course, choice. I was just there in the store sort of like, 
practically sort of uh, going to be on the verge of a collapse. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the hardest decision I've ever made in life. It's like choosing between children. It's like, it, you can't do it. <laughs> like, why would you put this onto a five-year-old? There's too much choice too early on. After staring at these, like, and I really remember like staring at these two game concert, uh, covers um, quite distinctly mm-hmm. for quite a long period of time. Or at least it felt like a long period. It probably was only like a two-minute thing. So which anyway, one did you eventually choose? Uh, we left the store with Spyro 2. That's not uh, where I thought the, game, the story was going off. We were going to go with CTR because you've already played Spyro 2. Oh no, I like to um, throw a curveball. Just throw a little curveball in there. No one needs to know anything else. Just throw expectations. <laughs> but um, I do have a nice re- um, story of how I got CTR later on. So obviously we picked up Spyro 2 while we in the curries. Mm-hmm. But not too long later we got a little um, package in. Uh, opened yeah. up the package and it was um, CTR which my granddad had bought me. Oh, that was nice of him. Yeah, uh, Grandad Byrne used to um, buy me games sometimes, but he lived over in Wales, which is quite a long way from where I live. Of course, yeah. Um, so he used to just like post them out to me occasionally. If he knew there was a game I really wanted, he would go out and buy it and just send it in the post. It breaks the stereotype of like uh, an old person getting a video game for their grandson and getting completely the wrong game. So it looks like they obviously they'll give them the right information to give you the right game, which is nice. It's thoughtful. Really, it's really nice. Um, so I remember we got Crash Team Racing in the post, and then like I got both. Yay! So you get both on the same year, which is great. <laughs> no need to have that panic attack in the store. No need to have it because it's going to come your way anyway. <laughs> just in a different avenue, just a different format. It's going to be on its way to your way. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's my sort of like nice little stories involving that. Uh, actually, I've got quite a few nice ones involving Grand the Burning Games. He um, he also sent me Spyro One because I really wanted to play Spyro One because I only played two and three. Once you played and... one in the franchise, once you played one game in the champ- in the franchise, you have to play the entire franchise. It's the rules. Exactly, and I don't make them. It's just the rules. No, and um, funny enough, my Spyro One copy has been played so much the disc has a crack in it. I'm familiar with and that. <laughs> I had the a disc still plays. Or the sound is broken. I have a... Well, I used to have... I think I sold it or got rid of it. I used to have a the PS2 version of Need for Speed Most Wanted, which I know is not an old game, but the original Need for Speed Most Wanted, which I played to death so that uh, when I put it in the PlayStation 2, it no longer read it because there were so many scratches on it because it had been overplayed. So I destroyed that game and I'm happy about... <laughs> I'm not happy about destroying it. I'm happy that I played it so much. I think it's like kind of a nice thing in a weird sense. Yeah. I'm just... Amazed that the Spyro One um, disc can still boot up, even though the music keeps like cracking. Oh yeah, like, like it's can... that broken headphone kind of situation. It is. Uh, sometimes it plays the wrong song. So you've got a um, remix version of it. Pretty much. The one time it was playing level music well, um, it stopped playing that track and played a, uh, one of the alternative tracks instead, and then it couldn't play that one. So, so it's like, <laughs> I think I can hear it like destroying itself inside my PlayStation. It's cannibalising itself whilst it's being played in the PlayStation. Yeah, I've retired that version of it. <laughs> I've retired that copy now. <laughs> it's still on my disc folder, but um, I dare play it. It's gone to the disc <laughs> folder in the sky. It has. Um, then I think another game received from him, which was the last game I've got from my granddad, was uh, Ratchet & Clank 1. I, rem- I remember playing Ratchet and Clank, but I cannot remember which one I played. I know I played a Ratchet and Clank, but I can't remember if I played the first one and then nothing else, or one of the random other ones and didn't do the rest of it. But it was the one, I think it was the, the game where if you do a kickflip near an alien lady, her boobs get bigger. It was that That's game. the first one. I played the first one then. Yes, the first one. Not that I know about uh, such um, Easter eggs for research purposes. We are uh, completely innocent children and we would never, ever know about such Easter eggs. No, I I am far too mature to laugh at a lady's breast getting larger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So for me, um, my earliest Christmas video game memory... Um, would probably be because I didn't get the PlayStation 1 for Christmas I got that in like, the middle of the year um, my first console and then therefore video game I ever got for Christmas was in 2005 when I got mm-hmm. yeah 2005 when I got the PlayStation 2 um, and it came with three games it came with now it might set some nostalgia off it came with we already mentioned it in the previous podcast but shout out to Hedgehog it came with uh, Buzz the Music Quiz. Mm-hmm. You can sense a theme there with all this music background. And it came with Simpsons Sit and Run, which Simpsons Sit and Run and Shadow of the Hedgehog are like really fond memories of mine because they were the first video games I uh, I owned on a console that I owned that wasn't shared with everybody else. PlayStation, PlayStation 1 was family console, whereas the PlayStation 2 was mine. Um, it was just yours. It was just mine. 
I said, I could try to get my sister involved in playing more video games, but it's very, very obvious that she wasn't interested. And that's fine. <laughs> I tried to get her to play Simpsons Hit and Run, and she got as far as Lisa's level, which I think is level two. And uh, she just about for most of it. Sorry, Sensabar. She just messed around for most of it, and it just drove me insane. I was like, just play the game. Just please play, just play the game. Obviously, I, I shouldn't have been backseat gaming her, because that's the worst thing you could possibly do. But I was like, you, you're not enjoying the game that I enjoyed there, basically. But yeah, I love Simpsons Hit and Run. And it's basically GTA with the Simpsons. Oh, no, not... It's fine. Um, sorry, I thought the mic broke. Um, oh, it's fine. Actually, you, you say that about your sister, but um, when they met, they gave Matt Groening a go on the game, and did the they? first thing he did was um, kick Marge all the way to um, the quickie mark. <laughs> like, that's literally the first thing he did was just kick Marge from the Simpsons household <laughs> to the quickie mark. It so. just sounds like an episode of The Simpsons itself. It sounds like a Trails of Horror episode. <laughs> so technically, your sister wasn't wrong, really. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, you're not even getting to the good levels at the moment. You're just messing around in Lisa level, and she just she knew what she was doing. She knew that it was annoying me, but I think she got to that point. She was getting so sick of me backseat gaming her. She was like, I'm just not gonna play the game. I'm just gonna mess about now just to annoy him. And oh, it worked. Wait. <laughs> I don't know. People are like that when it comes to games. It's like uh, me and my friends playing FF15. Yeah. And. Um... <laughs> My one friend just keeps um, getting up the car too early and walking the rest of it. We're like, come on, Tom, we've got ages. Why are you getting out of the car now? <laughs> just drive to the destination. He needs to get his steps in. <laughs> Is it a video game? You can't get steps. <laughs> Either then, not that I'm any better. I'm useless at modding games. You give me a modding game, you think I've never touched a controller before? Yep. I think I, I broke my modding virginity. Um, a couple of weeks ago when I downloaded the modded version of Stardew Valley and I've never done it before I've never modded any game but I modded the version of Stardew Valley which is extended version expanded version sorry and it's really really good and I'm very proud of myself for doing it with limited help (laughs) well I do congratulate you on um, modding I was saying modern (laughs) I know there are people outside there are people out there on their computers just like giving me a slow clap of like yes well done you've made one modded (laughs) one game well done (laughs) <laughs> well, talking about a completely different subject to you, co-host. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Anyways, so, um, we had uh, some sit and run, which I really love. Mm-hmm. Ghost just shook his, his head in the fireplace. Ghost, can you not? <laughs> Have you dropped your ball down there? There you go. Sorry, he was pretending to be a chimney sweep. Hello. Santa must be coming. He must be. He must be. Are you looking at the chimney for Santa? Yeah, he's looking at me like, throw the ball, 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 throw the ball. Yeah, so I had Simpsons Sit and Run for Christmas, and then I had Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. and, which I've already talked about before, and uh, Buzz the Music Quiz, which is another game I tried to get my sister involved in. But the thing is, I know way more music knowledge than she does. So I basically played that game to the point where I knew the answers before the questions even came out, because I'd replayed it on my, by myself over and over and over again. And plus, no one else wanted to play with me. Aww. They wanted to play the shooters, they wanted to play the racers, they didn't want to play the music game. So <laughs> I was just on there on my own, just making myself a genius at it. So they didn't want to play the actual multiplayer game with you? No. <laughs> my sister started off going, Oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll check this out, it'll be, it'll be fun. And then by like January, she was like, Okay, this is like a torture for me. Mm. Because you already know the answers before they come out, so you're always going to win. She's like, it came to that point where I was like, now this is becoming torture because I can't win because you're too good at this game. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, if you get too good at something, people are like, oh, I let you win. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I've got to that point before where I've like gotten too good at a game, and then like my, one of my siblings is like, oh no, no, you didn't win. I let you. Like, oh no, no, I knew you were going to do that. I... I let you win because it would be a nice thing to do. Then like you're there, like, like did you? <laughs> You knew what you were doing, Sarah. Um, (laughs) That reminds me of... um, There is a game that my husband played with his best friend, uh, Nathan, and it's called Puzzle Fighter. And Ash refuses to play with Nathan uh, with Puzzle Fighter now because Nathan has become too good that Ash refuses to play. And uh, I think I gave it it a go once. And I was like, nope. This is you're too good. No, can't do this. So there is a point. There is a there's a cut off where it's like you get too good at a game. No one wants to play with you. I don't really mind if someone is better at a game than me because I see it's more of a um, thing to aspire to. Yes, true, true. Something like, to aspire um, to. I have a really good long distance friend who we do sort of uh, gaming races with, kind of like speed running, Bobsy. Not really because neither yeah. of us are speed runners. We sort of like have a race to see how um, who can get to the end of a, a game for the other. 
Plot twist, Hannah, <laughs> plot twist, Hannah's actually secretly like one of the highest speedrunners in a certain game. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, I'm actually uh, on the leaderboards for um, Croc. Yeah, like, you can't knock her off the uh, the platform, she's so far up. <laughs> so far up, I'm at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so I looped back to the top due to an overflow. Yeah. Sorry. It went back again, um, started again, started again. Yeah, no, um, actually we did have a croc race, so that's kind of appropriate. We've had a croc race, Crash Bandicoot 2 race, and um, he always beats me though. Because um, as good as I am at games, he is much better at games than me, which I'm not afraid to admit. I wish I knew what the secret was. Like when somebody like ace of the game was like, this is my game, no one can touch me on it. I would, I want to know your secrets. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> the funny thing really is um, he's better at the games than me, but I always know the secrets of the games. So, so all... I always end up teaching them a new technique or um, something you didn't know about it. You both, you're both good at like focusing in your own areas of the game, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But um, it, I don't know, I find it really nice because I like to think that, well, one day I will beat him. One day you will become the game champion, speedrun champion. Yes, I will become the champion between two people. I mean, we, we can edit that later to make it sound more grandiose, um, but I, I think we're good with that. <laughs> Nah, it doesn't need to sound grand. It's as, I'm going to leave it as flat as possible. <laughs> Just flat. Even put like a tumbleweed in or something like that. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we had those games. Um, is there any other um, memories you may have uh, regarding uh, video games around the Christmas time period? Yes, well, actually, we did get a PS2 later on ourselves. So I remember we got that. We, um, I don't think, though, I have a feeling we got the given the console, but then we were taken out to buy the games. It seemed for cool. I don't think we got given games with the console. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I don't think there were. Ah, I'm probably talking out my bum here, but there was <laughs> probably. I don't think there was like bundled consoles this early on. I think it was very much that you bought the console with one controller. You were lucky if you got two, and then you had to buy everything else separately. Mostly, I mean, you can. There, there were some bundles, but in all honesty. Um, we were normally a bit more sort of budgeted, so you know we just yeah. got the console then and games later. Yeah, and um, 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 do you remember like going out and being taken out to uh, get a game then after you got the console? When we were taken out to, it was in game. Yeah. Uh, is it? Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, thank you, Dad. What's your dad done? <laughs> uh, he's brought me the clay models I was baking earlier. Oh, by the way, for you fans at home, Dad wants to have his fans called uh, Dad's Army. <laughs> I love it. Cut it, print it, put it on a t-shirt. He... Yep, so, <laughs> for those who are a fan of Hannah's dad, you are now officially called Dad's Army. Just need a shirt at Dad's Army, just spray painted at the top, Hannah's. <laughs> yes, Hannah's Dad's Army. Do we spend any more money than we need to? <laughs> yes. No, he's appropriate anyway, because he's the one who took us to the game shop. As in, Game, which is the UK equivalent to GameStop for those in America. It is basically our version of GameStop, yes. I seem to recall, like, uh, sort of like really thinking back now, sort of like, I can I can see the bundle, like the, the bargain bin Dreamcast games where I'm in the centre of the store. And yeah, anyway, so we end up picking up Jack and Daxter. I, my husband absolutely loves this game. I have never played or seen it, so please do divulge. Okay, so remember, um... Now I fully remember. We are um, Dad asked the lady in the shop for new games for our PS2. Yeah. So she was, uh, you know, touring us around the shop, and she picked up Jack and Daxter and was like, "Oh, this is a popular game that's come out at the moment." And uh, I think um, I was there, sort of like, nah. and then they're like, "It's from the makers of Crash Bandicoot." Oh yeah, bye. <laughs> it's like maybe Crash did it. Maybe Crash did it. <laughs> yeah. So at first I was a bit like, I don't know. It's got human characters because I was one of those kids who really liked sort of like more mascoty characters. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, but as soon as like, oh, it's made by the same people who made Crash. Yeah, yeah, buying that. Okay, we're yeah, buying that. <laughs> Just take uh, my money. Yeah, so we bought that game. I can't remember the. Oh, we did also get a really crap game called Hurdy Gurdy with it as well. Um, it's a bit of a theme. We've got it's terrible. You get one good game, one crap game. Yeah, it's kind of like it balances the uh, forces of good and evil. You know, <laughs> it's all it's all balanced in harmony. Um, yeah, so if we buy one good thing we have to get a bad thing just to equal it out otherwise you know the the balance of uh, good in the universe will go completely out of whack you have to see the you have to see the whole breadth of uh, video games every single time yes. we go to buy a game uh, anyway so we took dragon dax at home and i remember it's the first game where we had to get used to using the analog stick oh yes i remember the um then first being introduced I was like i can't remember not having them now 
It's like I have to have a controller with an analog stick on it. It's really weird, but back then it was we were so used to because the PS One we had didn't have the the dual stop. It was literally well, just the brick the that they had, just a brick yeah. controller. So we were used to playing with the D pad. We're like, oh, what's this? It's a bit weird. I'm not sure if I like this. And then after a while, I was like, oh, actually, this is like one thousand times better. <laughs> it's like I literally is like trying to. Inter- there are kids that are alive today that have not experienced a controller without joysticks. And this yeah. needs to change. <laughs> you need to suffer like we suffered. Yeah, it's funny because it's like, it's weird to think, because back then it, it was um, the new thing and it was weird and different. And um, I don't remember us liking it at first. It did feel a bit alien to start off with. Um, yeah, it felt weird to start off with, but obviously it's a lot better. You did feel a bit like, why do we need a joystick when we've got directional buttons? Oh, I can move the camera now. Oh, yes. Um, the ability to move the camera independently. Oh. That was so good. <laughs> it was such a, such a thing that we don't think of nowadays, but like there were less games that you could do that with earlier back in uh, gaming history. Yes, and uh, you certainly know about it when you um, play a bit back and forth like I do. Exactly. It's exactly. like, jump to newer games, go back to retro games. Like, you're dipping your toe in either side of the gaming history. It's like, one is, like, the new stuff, which is like, okay, you're fine. It's really, really good. And then you've got the retro stuff, it's like, oh, this is, like, wearing a nice warm sweater. It's like, it's nice nostalgic, it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's all good. But, um, yeah, so I, I think that's, like, another one we had. Um, got the PS2, then kind of what happened after that. It's like, everything feels fuzzy in so long ago. Kind of like the warm glow of a CRT TV. I remember my CRT TV. It fell on me once. Um, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and um, people who are too young don't realise what a CRT TV was. But think of your big plasma screen TV, but fatter, and that falling on you. Um, I don't I was, like that we have to explain it. I, I'm, I'm just explaining it for people who are like six. But <laughs> I know, but still. But yeah, so when that falls on you, you, hear, you feel it and you hear it. I think it was, I was shutting my bedroom door and it just knocked it as it was being shut. So it fell forward onto my legs. Luckily, fine. No breaks, no bruises, no nothing. But I, I felt it. <laughs> it did not feel pleasant when it fell on me. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I suppose a good way for around those too young to have played on a CRT TV. Uh, think of it this way. You have to lower the TV gently down to not break the table. Or the screen. Well, I don't know. The screens are pretty robust. Well, when you break a TV nowadays, it will just crack and the screen will go. If you broke a CRT TV, it would get sucked into the TV itself. Yes, no, pretty much. Um, you'll become one with the weird stuff. You'll become one with the TV. <laughs> uh, well, we used to um, play the used to play most of the games in my um, bedroom. Yeah, so, like I was, I was one of those kind of like kids, you know, like instead of playing, you know, the PlayStation in the main room, I used to just kind of retreat to my bedroom. Yeah, because if you were playing in the main family room, then you have to listen to whatever your parents are watching or whatever mm-hmm. uh, gossip of the day there was. And he's like, I just can't shut off and play the game at the same time. And I like, Yeah, exactly. Or they want to watch TV, but it's like, no, I want to do this level. Yeah. It's like, pause it. It's like, no, no, I want to do the level now. And by the time they're free, you have to go to bed because you're mm-hmm. young. But yeah, I was going to say, um, in terms of other memories that I have um, regarding Christmas and video games, hello guys. One of the first video games I remember my husband giving me when we were, um, I think it was the very first Christmas we spent together as well, was he um, didn't tell me about it, complete surprise, got me um, an entire console for Christmas. He got me a Xbox One, uh, but it was the Forza 6 edition of Xbox One uh, for Christmas. And it is my most prized possession and it's still working to this day, um, and it's sitting right next to me right now, but it is one of my fondest Christmas memories, is that opening that at Christmas, I'm like, what is this massive box under the tree? Oh, wait, that's an Xbox. I'm very, very happy and very, very thrilled. Um, so I was very, very excited about that. I even got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas as well. It seems to be a bit of a theme here, like at consoles at Christmas. But yeah, um, I, I consider the Xbox One being a more fonder memory than the Switch. I kind of knew about that coming. I didn't know about the Xbox, so very, very happy about that. It's really sweet. <laughs> my, um, I, I frequently get like games from my friends, like uh, retro games. Yeah. Um, the most common sort of Christmas presents I get. Like I remember one year one of my friends gave me Kanoa. This was before the price shot right up. This is before it became a rare game, a uh, b- valuable game. Pretty much. Um, I don't know, I just found out about it and like was really eager to play because I was really curious about this 2.5D colourful platform which I somehow managed to miss after this point. 
Mm-hmm. Received that one year. Another year I received, um, I can only describe it as being kind of like, I guess, Resident Evil, but mixed with Akira. Uh, Galarians, I think it's called. Okay, that's an interesting mashup of uh, games. Yeah, it's definitely a curious game. Perhaps I'll have to talk about it in another episode at some point. Um, doesn't work on the PS2. Just going to say that. <laughs> Is it not backwards it's compatible? P- <laughs> no, it's one of those PS1 games that wants to be played on the PS1. It, yeah, it's very comfortable there. It doesn't want to go anywhere else. It's just no, staying on the PlayStation we, we, 1. Yeah, it, it had quite a few sort of weird audio glitches and things. So if, when I tried to put on the PS2, I think one the cutscenes also wouldn't stop like jittering. Uh, very that's, weird. That's not promising. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it works fine on the PS1, but yeah, I received Galarian's one friend for you because it just seemed like such an... Because um, I like strange obscure uh, obscure games especially if it's like a weird mix of genres yes yeah and yeah that one's definitely uh, it's a quite not actually quite a bad game quite a decent resi clone and uh, there's a there's a theme here that uh, Hannah does like her own resi clones she does have a, quite a few of them she doesn't want to make it very she doesn't want to make it like really really obvious but she does like her resi clones <laughs> it's not even my favourite genre <laughs> So you just you just tend to have a lot of clones of of Resi. I mean, it's a good series. I'm not I'm not I'm not um, messing with the series. Okay, yeah. so I collect Resi clones, but platformers are actually my favourite genre. I like platforms as well. I don't think I've played enough platforms. I need to play more. Um, mm. I just noticed the other day, like I was, I can't remember what I was doing. I was doing something, and I was thinking about old games. That was it. So um, I was talking to my friend about uh, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts being terrible. But I'm glad you said that. <laughs> You see, there's people that know me now I'll be like, ah, sigh of relief, he's finally admitted it. It's like, when I first played that game, I hadn't played the first or the second Banjo-Kazooie. I'd only played the third. It's sacrilege even. So I had this wrong viewpoint of like, oh, this is a really good game. I really enjoyed this. And then you look at footage of Banjo-Kazooie 1 and Banjo-Kazooie 2, and you're like, how was this game even made under the same umbrella? It looks nothing... It's literally like they've taken any other like racing platform game and just put their license on it. If it had any other title on it, it would be fine. But because it has Banjo-Kazooie's title on it, it's, it doesn't fit well with the rest of the series. So a lot of people didn't like it. You know, I guess. No, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, Nuts and Bolts. It's um, beyond just being different to the other games. It's also like... It's different, but also likes to remind you constantly that you really wish you were playing the first two. It has lots of references to previous Banjo-Kazooie games, yet it's not a Banjo-Kazooie game, if you get what I mean. Pretty much, yeah. But, um, I didn't play Banjo-Kazooie until quite a few years later, actually. I still haven't played the first two Banjo-Kazooie games, which I know is still sacrilege, and I need to arrange this. Let me, uh, you have rare... an Xbox One! <laughs> I do have an Xbox One, and I can, I can use the Rare Collection to play the original two. But I haven't got around to it yet. <laughs> oh, tusk, tusk. Yes. I know. I know. Terrible, aren't I? Tut, tut, and even not tusk. Oh, well. Tusk, tusk. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um... Oh, anyway, I've got um, another sort of like nice fuzzy memory anyway. <laughs> go on. Let's go put our jumper of nostalgia on and let's, let's, let's snuggle into the warm fuzzy cuddles. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so like a nice bit of nostalgia for everyone. So going back sort of like to... Do you remember when the Game Boy Advance came out? I remember it, yes. Okay, so I remember in the game shop at the time, the lady in the store talks about... Um, oh, there's this new version of the Game Boy Advance called the Game Boy Advance SP. It's like the other one, but it's the newer model. It's got a front light. It's better. And uh, she was talking to my dad about it. Then um, I remember going back into the store... And um, the lady presented me with three variations of the console. It was yeah. the blue one, the silver one, and the red one. I think I remember this in the playgrounds as I was growing up. Um, it being a status symbol if you had a Game Boy Advance in a certain colour. Yeah, so the the lady um, said to me, like, Okay, here's uh, the three colours. Which one do you want? Of course, uh, red's my favourite colour, so I instantly grabbed the red one for hesitation. Same, same. Yep, so got the Game Boy France um, SP in red, and the lady informed me I was the first person in my area of the country. Actually, I was one of the first three people in the area of my country to receive one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's a fun fact for anyone in the UK. I'm technically one of the first people in the southeast of England to own a Game Boy France SP. <laughs> you just need to sign it and then sell it on eBay for like millions. Oh, blimey, I don't think I even have it anymore. <laughs> but no, I, it's just like, I remember so distinctly going to the store and just having those three presented at me. At me? Sorry, for me. <laughs> but you know, it seems like the the person at the game shop that you had was very well-versed in like, showing like new people what they wanted. In our, in our game shop, they didn't give her stuff. 
They really didn't. They were literally just like, okay, I'll get the game, whatever. Like I said, I went to the game shop uh, near where I live and they just let me buy an 18 game even though I was 14. They didn't care. <laughs> they just didn't care. As long as they knew like it weren't going to be like anything that was going to mess me up. Like, yeah, whatever. Don't care. But I think that's probably different because obviously if it was game you went to, obviously they probably are contractually obligated to sell games to people um, or to upsell them, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it was also because, um, <clears throat> I, you know, I was a very shy, socially awkward child. Hello, yeah. I am also shy and also socially awkward. I mean, I still am technically now, but just an adult version. <laughs> but I, I, so I think they used to treat me with like, a, I, I think they were kind of aware of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they used to be really good at communicating to me. Like there was, I, I seem to remember the staff being really nice, very friendly. They always quite, you know, spoke very gently. Like, here's your options. Um, let me choose in my, my own time. They never rushed me. I think that has definitely changed as well as I've grown up, got older as well. Like. If I go to one of my uh, local game stores in the city that I'm currently in, I know that I'll go there and they'll know what they're talking about. They'll care. They'll upsell me, but only if they know that I'm interested in the item they're upselling as well. I think that's definitely improved over the years as well. Oh, yeah. It's just... um, I don't know. I just remember, like, really liking that store. Or at least the staff in that store. Obviously, I don't know where those staff members are now. (laughs) If they're still working in in that game uh, in the southeast of England... Um, <laughs> good on you. Oh, I, I think they would have uh, left game by a long time now. Mm-hmm. Unless they've been working there for the last 20 or so years. Nobody ever leaves game. They just end up going to the basement and never returning. They just get absorbed. They get absorbed into the company. <laughs> yes. No, I, I have quite a few memories in association with that game store. Like the big, like I mentioned them briefly earlier, but the middle of the store always had like the bargain bin. Yes, the discount and ones. Discount pile, and I remember the Dreamcast games in there. Just like we didn't have a Dreamcast, just I remember seeing the Dreamcast games in the bargain bin because there was no else to display them because nobody wanted a Dreamcast. <laughs> it's a shame because the Dreamcast is really good. I've never played a Dreamcast game. I've seen Dreamcasts in the wild. I have seen Dreamcast games in the wild. I have never played a Dreamcast before. Dreamcast. A yes, Dreamcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tripped over my tongue there. <laughs> well, I haven't played the Dreamcraft. I haven't played the Dreamcast. <laughs> if you ever move anywhere closer to me, I'm going to be um, nailing you to my sofa and forcing you to watch horror movies and play Dreamcast. <laughs> You've got so much training that needs to be done. I'll only watch Dreamcast now. I won't watch anything else. But anyway, the Dreamcast was been... Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> being sold at discount in the middle of the store, and it's funny because I didn't think anything of this as a kid. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, as a retro obsessed adult, I would be um, rummaging through that pile because I guarantee you there's some real treasures in there. You'd be rummaging through it and going, "Yes, I'd like everything, please." I'll get this. I'll get that. I'll get this. I get everything, please. I remember. Um, um, I was going to say with uh, Christmas stuff. I remember spending like days and days writing really long lists of Christmas stuff that I wanted, and the video game section would always be a sizable portion of that list. And uh, I remember making the mistake of giving that list out to family members who are not into gaming, do not know what a console is, and being when I was younger, not now, when I was younger, being irrationally disappointed that I wouldn't get a video game from that list. He was like, "Oh, you like the." The, the dream crust, is it? Is that... <laughs> it's like, I don't think I found any of those. Here's a candy. Um, but um, yeah, I remember there was a year where I wanted... I can't remember what the game was. I don't know, I do remember what the game was. I wanted Neep Speed Undercover, which is... And you're going to have to sense a bar, and Neep Speed Undercover, it's crap. But I really, really wanted it that year. Um, so I put it on all my Christmas lists and sent it out to all of my family members that were going to give me presents that year. And in return... I got one of the worst video games I've ever played in my entire life. And it wasn't Need for Speed Undercover, which is also one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life. It was a... Okay, so it was a arcade racer, but it was so obviously like a port from like an arcade cabinet, called uh, World Super Police, which is not oh. Team America. It's not Team America. It has nothing to do with Team America, but it was called World Super Police. I think I know this one. I played this game for about 10 minutes. Then I put it back yeah. in the case and sent it back to the shop because it is crap. It is terrible. It is the worst game I've ever played in my entire life. It was an arcade racer where you couldn't change the camera. 
the camera changed by itself. The you're basically you were uh, police officers again, still not Team America before you start. It wasn't a Team America tie-in. You were police officers trying to trace down criminals. One of the most generic, basic storylines ever. But every single police car or vehicle handled like a shopping trolley. And the graphics were so terrible, I had headaches playing even one level of them. So literally, it was the worst game I ever played in my entire life. I do not recommend anyone searches out the game World Super Police. It is crap. That's my and, TED uh, talk. I have, I have actually played that game. Oh my god, uh, Hannah. I don't know anybody else who's actually played this game. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> It is awful. One of my friends collects um, really bad PS2 games. It was the worst PS2 game or video game I have ever played in my entire life. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I played it. It's awful. It's terrible. Whenever I mention this to anybody else, until you, I mention this to all of my other friends, they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. They just assume it's Team America. I'm like, no, it's not Team America. If it was Team America, it would be funny. This isn't funny. <laughs> This is a very boring, very basic, very ported from an arcade cabinet video game at the loosest sense of the word. It was terrible. I hated it. No, it, it is completely awful and there's no saving it. Um, yes, I have amazingly actually played this game, as I said, one of my friends collects really bad PS2 games on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and that is one of them. So I have, I have actually had the joys of playing the game you're talking about and can confirm it is awful. It is a pile of I'm sorry, that's a sensor bar again. It, it really is. It was the worst thing I've ever played and experienced in my entire life. And I really wanted to like it because they had like anime cutscenes in between uh, races and stuff like that. And that was probably the most yes. interesting part of the game. <laughs> but uh, the actual game itself was... not good either. No, no, it wasn't. Like it was... It There's was nothing anime... good about that game. <laughs> it was anime cutscenes in between levels... And the anime artist obviously forgot to colour everything in. So everything was like kind of washed out and like drained of colour. And it was just very drab and stuff like that. That was probably the most interesting part of the entire game. The rest of it is just a pile of <laughs> And you got given this as a Christmas present. I got given this as a Christmas present because they thought that this was Need of Speed Undercover. Oh dear. To be honest, out of the two of them, I probably would have accepted Undercover. <laughs> well, to be honest, the only sensible thing to do with that game is to burn it into a big fire. Please do what E.T. did and with the games of E.T. and just bury it in the desert somewhere so no one has to experience this game ever again. It does deserve that. Yet I can think of worse games, but I might save this for another episode. I'm, I'm just so happy that I've met one other person that's actually played that game. I just thought I was going mad for the years of my life playing a game that no one's ever heard of. Oh no, you can't present Hannah with many games she hasn't least heard of. <laughs> Hannah is a font of knowledge when it comes to uh, off-brand retro games. Yes, you are talking to the encyclopedia of weird, <laughs> obscure games. <laughs> but you, um, it, you don't owe it to yourself to get anywhere near that game. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> and that's not me being that's... ungrateful, by the way. I'm happy that they, they, you know, had a look through the list and got me something for Christmas. I'm happy about that. What I'm not happy about is the pile of crap that I got. <laughs> would have been better if they just set you on fire. That would have been a nicer gift. It would have been a nicer gift, yes, to, to be game. honest. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on for that game, but I don't know, since we're on the topic of bad games at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode a somewhat more sort of like traumatic experience around the holidays. Yeah. And oh dear. Okay, so around like the PS2, you know, the following, I'm trying to think, somewhere around the following years, um, Spyro, um, Spyro Enter the Dragonfly is coming out on PS2. Yep. And of course, Child Me is really excited because it's the next generation console with my uh, one of my favourite video game characters. It's going to be so awesome. I, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I'm so excited to play um, Spyro on my new console. And it was the only thing I wanted. I didn't want anything else. I didn't care if I got any other gifts. I just wanted Spyro. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so we got, like, you know, the usual Christmas gifts. We got given, like, all the presents. Uh, I didn't um, out all the presents, so Spyro wasn't there. Oh, and no. I, I think I was eight at the time, so this is a little eight-year-old, and my response to not getting Spyro was, um, I, I, I guess, like, really choked up sort of the voice. I, I didn't get Spyro, oh. and my parents were like, no, 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 we got it, we got it, we got it here! <laughs> they, were, they pretended not to get me the game, because they thought they would surprise me more. If, um, I oh no, that's so horrible! <laughs> I was on the verge of tears, That's so I was so distraught. That's so traumatic! Oh my god! The I was, parties! 
And they were like, they, they handed me the game, but at this point, I was just like, uh, no. You've already, got, you've already got to that stage where you're like, I'm going to cry now, but now I can't stop the fact that I'm crying even though I've got the thing I wanted. I'm already yeah. over that edge. <laughs> yeah, and since then, both my parents know, you do not mess with Hannah in video games. You have to triple check, double check, and triple check again to make sure that you've got the right thing if you are going to think of that sort of thing for Christmas. Yes, and do not... Um, Pretend you haven't got me the only thing I like, little heart desired. Oh, just, little side note, it's not, nothing to do with gaming at all, but it is to do with Christmas. When me and my husband were uh, dating, we watched Perder Express for the first time. Well, for me, it was the first time. He'd already seen it. So we watched the whole movie. It's a really nice, sweet, charming movie. And at the very end, he's like, I've got a present for you. And I was like, oh, okay. But in my, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. But out, I basically had two thoughts. I had, in my head was, oh, okay, and then also, it's not a bell, is it? And I said the internal thought out and the outternal, the outternal oh, thought no. in. So I literally said, bell, is it? And then he just kind of like sunk into himself and was like, <sighs> and just handed me this little box. I was like, oh, it's a bell. It's a bell. Aww. And I felt so bad. I felt so, so bad. Aww. God, he did something so really, really sweet. We still have that belt, and it goes on the tree every single year, but every single time it gets pulled out of the Christmas decorations, he just looks at me and gives me a look, I'm like, yes, I know what I did. Oh, dear. <laughs> just and triggered the, that memory. Yeah, that sort of, like, horrible feeling. The funny thing is, that game is awful as well. What, the Polar Express game? Uh, no, the Spyro game I got. Oh, the Spyro game. Sorry, I, don't know, I just jumped ahead then, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Spyro Enter the Dragonfly is bloody awful. I've heard it's much maligned in the series. Um, Ugh. I think we tried to, um, back when we were streaming um, Spyro games, um, we were we got to three, and I think um, Ash wanted to play it. So Ash was streaming it, and he got to like halfway through the first part of it, and he was like, I don't want to continue this on anymore. I'm very, very bored. Um, it's too, uh, too different from the original two. I don't like it, basically. The original two? Uh, no, no, no. The Enter the Dragonfly is the fourth one. Is it? I was the third one. No, no, that's the Year of the Dragon. I'm an idiot. Sorry, the first three, oh. not the first two. Yeah, no, uh, Enter the Dragonfly is the, uh, came out on PS2. It was very rushed. It was not finished. It was very much like to bring something out on the PS2, we'd show it off, let's churn out of the Spyro. Pretty much. And it is dreadful. So, uh, poor, poor eight-year-old me got distraught and destroyed for no good reason. Traumatised herself and then traumatised herself again playing the actual game. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I'm a, a good adult, mm-hmm. mostly. <laughs> we are uh, we are lovely, uh, grateful people uh, in real life, honest. These are just like traumatic memories where we're living at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I swear. <laughs> I swear, I swear. But, <laughs> no, but I, I do also give games frequently to uh, my friends as well. Like, um, obviously I've mentioned a few times that I receive games around the Christmas period, but... We also, like, for certain rare games, or certain games have gone up in value, like, um, for example, Silent Hill 1's gone up in value. Because they've uh, wh- recently announced more. Yeah, one of my friends really wanted it, so, like, a group of us, like, joined together to buy him the game. Um, so he can have it in his own personal collection. And it's a side note, it'll probably come up on a separate podcast of itself, but when they remade Silent Hill, I remember there was a big hubbaloo about the fact that the mist had disappeared, so everything looked crappy. And that's Silent Hill 2. Oh my god, I am so tired tonight, I'm getting all muddled up and everything. Ignore me, carry on, as you were with Silent Hill 1. <laughs> Just rewind and cut that bit out, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> you think I like to get rid of your mistakes? He's <laughs> going to replay it over and over and over again. <laughs> with the way I can edit, I'm the smart one. No! <laughs> I say that, but I'm doing a little fist pump thing, which is really pointless because this is an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I clap at the camera, I'm like, I'm not on, I'm not, I'm not actually on camera, so no one can see me clapping. What am I doing with my life? Anyways, uh, no, we, we bought my friend Silent Hill One. Yes. Uh, which we sort of like all joined together because at the time of buying that, it was currently around fifty, sixty pounds. Yeah, that's about. That sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. So, although I am personally happy that. Um, because <laughs> unfortunately that's the second copy of Silent Hill that I've seen because um, one of my other friends had a copy yes. and a cat I had at the time not oh, on no. it oh no we had a slight mishap where the cat sat on the Playstation 1 
Yes. And put a dent in it. Ooh. <laughs> Hopefully Silent Hill was only worth around £15 at the time. Eesh. Uh, Occasionally no. it gets brought up like, oh, Hannah, you know that game which your uh, cat broke? That's worth £60 now. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Tell the cat to bum that. <laughs> yes, tell the cat's bum about this. <laughs> at least it wasn't broken now, and then I would have to repay you, wouldn't I? But <laughs> you only had to pay for what it was at the time, even it, though I don't think I actually paid him back. It was a kitty process. It's like, you're not playing this game, I'm going to ruin this for you. Yeah, so it just sat on the PlayStation, and since then we've been really conscious of the cats sitting on the PlayStation. <laughs> so, yes, for those out there, um, I'm afraid PS1 games are not cat bum proof. Just so you know, if you are a cat owner, Make sure they don't lie on top of your directly on top of your PlayStation. Yes, um, they are not immune to cat's bottoms. This has been a public service announcement. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, it's, it's all a true story. Frankly, that's the only game to my awareness that's been uh, destroyed by a cat's bum. I mean, it's it, it's some kind of record, isn't it? It's a it's a some kind of weir- it's a record weird record. Of some sort. But uh, thankfully, as I said, we got another copy of Silent Hill later on for a different friend. And did you reinforce the uh, PlayStation this time against all cats' bums? Yes, we've uh, we've got a no bum policy rule for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like no cats' bums within the facility of the PlayStation. I've just got the idea of like an ejector seat on the PlayStation now, and everybody she parks the bum, it's like yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, anyway, um, anyway that's my cat's bum. That's my cat's bum. <laughs> and how are you doing over there in uh, Listener Land? <laughs> how many cat's bums are you near? No, I'm not going to have spider We are not doing the podcast for my cat's bum. <laughs> Ghosts of Christmas cat's bums. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing that scratch that. <clears throat> no, I, I've got the, um, more fuzzier memories than my cat's uh, behind. Let's get away from your cats behind and let's think of more more memories. It's on the mind now. <laughs> All I can think about is cats' bums. Please move on. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, very swiftly on, mm-hmm. into some more like very, very happier memories. Or at least happier on the PS2 than the uh, Spyro fiasco. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember when we got Sonic Heroes. Yes. Um, so I, I think it was... I didn't get that around the Christmas period. I think I got that roughly when it came out. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, I think it's I think it must have been a school day. We got back from school. My parents were there with like, oh, we got a big surprise for you, Hannah. You know, no, no, not a clue what's happening. Like, oh, okay, you know, that sounds nice. Is it Spyro Four? No, we've already talked about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, had to, I couldn't resist. No. Sorry, go. On. No, so um, ever the understated child, sort of like, mm, okay, that's nice. Um, waiting for like this thing that my parents had got me and they've sent me with Sonic Heroes and I'm just there like ooh okay um, you know I didn't even know this was a thing mm-hmm. and, and how was uh, it? I absolutely loved it what was and the, I st- the best bit of it? best bit of Sonic Heroes um, ooh, I don't know I mean just putting the game on now still gives me like a nostalgia punch to the face oh that's nice hang on a second my yeah, it's probably set. the best description of it oh, hi Ash I'm still recording hi Ash Hannah says hi. He has ignored me. Aww. I shall get him back later. Um, yes, you were saying, sorry, about Sonic Heroes. The Sonic Heroes. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, I'm actually smiling about it, just thinking about it, like when I um, popped into the PlayStation. And um, I don't know, it's something about that game just really makes me happy. Is it the one where you can play as not just Sonic, but Sonic, Tails and Knuckles? It is, it is that one. And um, I think the, one of the things that makes me feel really happy about it is... Um, okay, so I was quite a lonely child, as I said. I'm a very awkward child, and uh, being dyslexic, I didn't get a lot of things right at school. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I liked with Sonic Heroes was, um, even though Sonic is like really cool, he's... You know, you can do all this um, stuff that like you can do in games, but you know, like and to a kid, it's like oh, I'm going as like a superhero. Mm-hmm. But in Sonic Heroes, even Sonic needs help from his friends, and oh, yeah. uh, that was quite special to me as a kid because it was like oh, it's okay if I need a bit of help with things sometimes because like even the best um, people in the world can't do everything by themselves. It's like even Sonic needs help. Oh, um, that is, that's really really sweet, Bali. It's, like, it's nice to have like, a kind of nice stabbing memory. Valid. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was really reassuring. Cause it's like you, you know, it's, it's, it's okay if um, I can't do all these things. Cause like I said, you know, Sonic is 
there as well. And um, to child me, um, this is going to sound a bit silly, but Sonic characters I've always kind of considered as my friends, like my fictional friends. Yeah, I get that kind of thing you re- when you relate to a character as much. Um, hi, Ash. We both said hi and you ignored us. Yeah, but Ash. And I was like, hi, Ash. And we heard silence. And she was like, oh. <laughs> well, in fairness, she's coming through your headphones, so it's not surprising you didn't hear her. Well, you, you didn't hear me! I oh, know, I just chose to ignore you. I'll <laughs> speak louder. Hannah will speak louder, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so with um, no, I, I just say like so, so Sonic Heroes, I, I still get that kind of like warm fuzziness if I play it now. I mean, I play it on the GameCube nowadays because the PS2 version is the worst version. Uh, yes, yes, I think those games are better on like the Nintendo consoles rather than on the. Uh, oh, so much better. Other ones, <laughs> like um, you know, don't play Sonic Heroes on the PS2 unless you really don't like Sonic. I guess you know, just uh, you want to play the worst version, knock yourself out. <laughs> So Hannah's um, going to die on this hill. She's like, Sonic Heroes is the best Sonic Hero game. There, I said I said it. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely one of my personal favourites. I intend to A-rank it, which is basically 100%ing it. But uh, um, a fun fact for all PAL users. Mm -hmm. The PS2 version of the game has a bug when you play in 50Hz where... uh, Because it's the way the game sort of tries to match with the 60Hz counterpart is it will skip frames. If you haven't pressed the the X button, you know, the jump during one of these skipping frames, it will register it as two X presses. Right. So you you do like a home attack off the the ground, for example, and this really messes up your jumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. So for anyone who was really bad at Sonic Heroes... Who lived in power territories, you might actually not be as bad as you think you are. Try playing the GameCube version or the game 60 Hertz. It's a much uh, superior version of that game. Oh, it doesn't have a game breaking bug. That, that's true. <laughs> that, yeah, it, it generally helps not to have a, like a, a power exclusive bug. Um, the bug also happens, funnily enough, in the GameCube version of Sonic Adventure 2. So, uh, power territories always get the worst of it. Because we always come after like Japan or the US, uh, depending on where the game's coming from. We always oh, end up getting the, the dregs of the version of the game. Oh, it's back in the dark days of 50 hertz. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will try to afford getting technical, so do not wish to bore my audience. Depends, there might be some people in the audience who are going like, Yes, yeah, so we love, we want more hertz talk. Please talk more about hertz. Oh, blimey, if I wanted to, I could bore my audience with... Uh, well, sorry, our audience with... <laughs> talks of... Um... <laughs> I'm I'm not part of the pocket. I'm just here for the lols. Bye, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, no, I... I'm just a Christmas decoration in the in the house of uh, Hannah right now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm referring to the the way I can talk about sort of like um, <laughs> picture quality things. You know, like okay, I'm losing my words now. But um, trust no, me, fine. I am a bit obsessive with um, doing things like there's a good reason why I play games on the CRTs because I'm obsessed with aspect ratio, playing the games at the best possible picture, differing can only be achieved on the CRT as far as I'm aware. I love aesthetics. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm playing through different types of cables. And I'm, a yeah. very, I'm a very sad person who can tell you the difference between if we're playing it for a SCART or a composite. No, you, you want to do, like, if you're going to play a retro game, you might as well go the whole kind of retro way and just like deal with all the cables, deal with the right TV for it. Excuse <laughs> Sorry. You see people, <laughs> I'm making them yawn already. That was... It's very, very late for me today, and um, my body's uh, telling me I haven't to even sleep. gone to this video. <laughs> that wasn't a comment. I just randomly a yawn started. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to slag you off. <laughs> oh, sure, you're not, dear. No, 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 I'm not. No. <laughs> now, yeah. who wants to hear about how PAL TVs had slightly more pixels than NTSC? If we really want to bore, if we really want to bore audience, we can talk about how the resolution of the PS4 was slightly better than the resolution on the Xbox One when it first came out. Like that mm-hmm. conversation wasn't boring as everything. I think this is really interesting. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. There'll be somebody. There'll be somebody out there going. No, Finn, stop talking. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back onto the the warmer, fuzzier memories than my slight obsession with um, plugging in my game consoles. You know, I swear I spend more more time obsessing over picture quality than I do playing the, the games. Sometimes you want to have the best screen for the game that you're currently playing. You want to relive that nostalgia, and that goes through to the peripherals and the um, monitors that you use as well. Oh, monitors, this is so much TV, fun. Even. I don't. It's, it's part of the enjoyment for me, but I feel it's a topic for another day on um, Hannah's tech show. <laughs> Hannah's technical podcast. And a technical uh, podcast. <laughs> featuring the Christmas decoration that is Finn. 
I'm trying to think if I ever sort of like wore memories. I swear I had one, but I completely lost track. Um, I I don't know if I've got any more really to kind of uh, to kind of express at the moment. I think I've used up all the ones that are the most fondest memories um, of games at Christmas. Yeah, because I think most of the games I received were generally during sort of like. Actually, no, I'll tell you what, sort of like going back to like other sort of fuzzy memories. I'm sure this is something that pretty much everyone did around our age. Go but on. when we used to go to the game store or go to Carrie's or Woolworths, wherever we're buying the game from, when I wasn't nicking the games from Woolworths. Like the when criminal come... that you are. Yeah, like the, the criminal. Hello, <laughs> you. When, when we used to drive back in the car, um, I used to read the game manuals, even though I can't, I couldn't read because of the dyslexia. Aww. I just, I just kept like going through these manuals over and over again until we got home because it, I, I don't know, it's like um, it's almost like the what's it called? Like the prologue to playing the game was reading the manual. Yeah, I remember um, whenever I went out to look up my game. On the way home was exciting bit. Yeah. It was like reading the free manual and going, Oh, it's about this, it's about that. Oh my god, I can do this and this and this. And then actually playing yeah. the game <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, or in my case, like, wow, I don't know what the stuff says, but I'm sure it's brilliant. <laughs> and nowadays you just you'll be lucky if you get like a one page insert. Yeah, you have, the title you're... on it. Ugh, you're lucky if you get a sliver of paper. Mm-hmm. Although here's a fun fact for everyone, the Sonic Heroes manual mentions in Dr. Eggman's bio that he's a feminist. That is a word, like, sorry. He's a I can't say the word properly. It like you said, for first, the first time you said it, it sounded like you said he's venomous, and I'm like... No, um, no, no. Fe- <laughs> no, uh, fem- feminist. Feminist. Sorry, feminist. That's you, a, a weird character, tro- character quirk to put on him. Um, it's just something I really love, because it's in the manual. You can check out yourselves. It's a little Easter egg for you guys. If you, if you, if you crack out a, a copy of Sonic Heroes, they're in the manual, next to Dr. Eggman. It says... But he's a feminist. Yes, I love that small detail for some weird reason. A little sprinkling of like uh, a little flavour in there as well for him. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly as for the character. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, anyways, um, but yeah, no, so I remember sort of like I said, like flicking through the manuals on the way home. The manual oh, beer I... is like a whole new thing, and it's, it's a whole thing on itself. Like I say, we just mentioned it earlier, but like. Getting the game and reading the manual before you played the game was like a rite of passage. It's like you go through the whole thing, you read the synopsis of the game, you go through and see what moves you can do, the screenshots of the game. But most manuals will be in black and white, so they won't give you like a proper like view of the game, It'll be like a printed off version of it. But yeah, I just remember one of the. Ne- I'm just going to go into nerdy Finn mode when I was a young, mm-hmm. a young teenager, old child. When I was younger, I used to pretend that I was a game developer and make my own manuals for video games. Aww. Don't all leave at once. Come back. Come back. It's fine. I didn't always do that. I'm not doing that in the moment, but it's one of the things I used to do was I used to pretend that I was making video game manuals for games that I made up myself. And it was basically just blatant rip-offs of manuals I've already seen. But I just wanted to kind of like relive that nostalgia of reading for a manual, that sort of thing. I think that's kind of sweet. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Uh- that's fine. And for, the um, two, and for the two of you that are still remaining listening, <laughs> as you can tell, it made me a standard citizen of today. Yes, and despite the fact I should be, you know, um, committed criminal for my stealing <laughs> of CPR, I'm still here. Hannah is still here, they can't catch her. No, I mean, Wars is long gone, I don't think they care anymore. <laughs> if anything, you'll be doing them a favour uh, at the moment because they are long closed down. <laughs> Yes, um, poor Woolworths. Yeah, really it, sure of my age. <laughs> it's it's very weird, like, when people mention old um, shops like Woolworths and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, this is like, this is like milestones when you realise you're old now. It's like when people write references to old shops, you're like, oh, you don't know what Woolworths is. That makes or me feel sad. Or when Carrie's was just Carrie's, not Carrie's PC world. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I, there, this is a side note as well. But um, I don't know if it's going to end up in the podcast, but... Um, at work today, we were just chatting uh, with my workmates and my supervisor, and my supervisor had never seen or heard of a VHS tape, and I felt very, very old. How old? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even that old. Like, I think they stopped making them in like the mid noughties didn't they? But yeah, one of my yeah. uh, one of my supervisor at work has never seen or heard of a VHS tape, and I felt a thousand years old. Oh, but I got Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase in VHS. <laughs> I had the video game version of that game. I have it still. 
I love it. I love it. I don't think I ever completed it. I got very, very close to completing it. Um, it's really hard. I love that game so much. Because it's like a globe-trotting... A globe-trotting... There we go. Dreamcraft yeah, and like cropping. <laughs> it was a globe-trotting uh, video game where you went everywhere around the world. I think you start off in, like, ancient Rome and you go, like... To, you like, do. Um, where are the other places as well? I think you go to, like, feudal Japan as well at one point. Yep. It's, you kind of go all over the place. It's really, really cool. Um, I love that game. Another old PS1 game. Save it for another podcast because I think we should do licensed games at some point. Oh yeah, we can do movie times at some point, aren't we? Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, I think um, like a poorly constructed um, Christmas meal. We've come to the end of our holiday special podcast with nice, warm, fuzzy memories. All of our presents have been up. Uh, all of our presents have been opened. We are well, uploaded, as you were about to say. Uploaded. <laughs> It's been a day for me. And uh, we are very, very fat, full of chocolate from advent calendars and selection boxes. We may have to be physically moved to another room because I don't think we can move at this stage. But I hope that you have a lovely Christmas wherever you are. Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, lovely whatever winter fest it is for you around this season. Um, and I get to spend loads of time with your family and friends and with the mm-hmm. video games that you love and play. Yes, and um, I would say happy holidays to everyone, wherever you are, whether you're with friends, with family, or even if you're by yourself a little bit like my, a little bit like me. Video games are there for you, whether it's Christmas or not. Um, so dive into the nearest video game. That sounded and, less hallmarky in my head. And this disembodied voice cares about you. We love you too. Mm-hmm. So until our next podcast, have a good one. I've been Finn. I've been Hannah. And this was a Small Button Podcast. Happy holidays.